Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I am your host, Professor Jeremy Vollmer, and joining us now, the reigning and defending Beat the TV Champ TV Champion, Bobby Blaze. Hey, Jeremy, it's good to be back. Hey, Melanie, get the fuck out of my house and take your <laughs> shoes with you. I'm going to tell you, Jeremy, it ain't easy being a swinger. Oh. You know that old uh, saying here, pimping ain't easy? I'm going to tell you, swinging ain't easy, man. That's right. So that's you, right. I but, get me a little side piece there every once in a while, you know, so I get this chick, Melanie. Ah, she comes around, hangs around, you know, and, well, I go. She goes, you know, come and go. You kind of do your own thing. Don't be tied down, whatever. Mm-hmm, I go mm-hmm. play my damn lottery, go up there and get my pick three. Pick four, you know the story there. So uh, we come back in, and she's waiting on me. I'm like, ah, fuck, this can't be good, I'm sure, because she's got that look. You know how the women get that look, oh, you know, yeah. something. And there's Melanie, and I come in, and she's like, you know, I'm so fucking mad right now. And yeah, she talks like that, too. And she said, I said, what's wrong? She goes, I want you to go down there to the shoe store, and I want you to kick that shoe salesman ass. And I said, what? What are you talking about? She said, I was down there at the shoe store, and that shoe salesman, he told me, you know what he told me? He told me he could eat my pussy full of ice cream. And I said, are you fucking crazy? You want me to go down there and kick his ass for telling you he could eat? I said, listen here. She said, you ain't going to do it? I said, no. She said, give me a good reason. I said, I won't give you one. I'll give you three good reasons why I'm not going to kick his ass. Number one, I've told you every time you leave his house, you should have your fucking panties on. And number two, you got enough damn pair of shoes. And number three, anyone that can eat that much ice cream, I ain't fucking with them. So, Melody, get your shoes and get the fuck out. <laughs> That's oh, my God Oh shit, Bobby, you're killing me right off the right off the start. There you go. You want an oh. opening? There's your opening. Holy I shit! I got her out there at the radio. I got Melvin out there at the fucking wheelbarrow, and I got Melody with her damn oh, shoes. God damn. You know, <laughs> this whole thing starting to remind me of the 1980s. I'm like, I want to do a bunch of blow and sleep with a lot of girls named Stephanie right now. It's it's the oh, weirdest God. goddamn thing. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, people. Yeah. This is episode- for 39. <laughs> I, I don't know how we're going to top that. Um, well, we're know. not going to. It's yeah. just going to boom, chop. It's, you know. But yeah. hell, when Melody's around, that's what you do. You that's know? right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> who, who knows who'll be around next week? Man, I got to take care of some these people. You know? Yeah. God so. damn, Bobby. You're going to need a second job here pretty soon. <laughs> Too many people rely on you now. Oh, shit. Uh, anyway, All man. right. Well, yeah. this is our... Uh... <laughs> You know what? There's a big show next week, Jeremy. There is. A big there professional is, yeah. wrestling show is probably the biggest show of the year. Well, there's no problem. It is. It's the extravaganza, man. It's WrestleMania, uh, what, 35. So this week's show, because you're still over laughing, I mean, it's, it's the best of like WrestleMania moments as brought to you by Bobby and Jeremy or Jeremy and Bobby. And, and also Tex has some input on oh, it. Yeah. And so, yeah. So also I wanted to say on the Twitter thing there, you know, if people use the hashtag BBBB and go to the Bell to Bell Blaze on Twitter or to the Geekish cast and get Jeremy or to Bobby Blaze 744 to get me. You can, you can interact too, man. Tex is just a part of this and he's been a huge part here lately. So yeah. you too can contribute to the show. So it's not always that we're giving Tex shout outs, but, but he's a, he's a member, man. He's down in the boiler room. As you heard last week, throwing out that free bird rule. And if you haven't listened to it, you need to go back because it's a pretty damn good episode where we've done the top 10 tag teams. But WrestleMania is next week, April 7th, so we thought we'd just throw together some of our best moments uh, between Jeremy, 
texting myself just some times that I'm sure everyone out there has a different top 10 than what we do, but you know, that's what we do. A lot of uh, room to play around here. Damn Our right. top three spots, it probably could be a top five. Actually, I, I think I mentioned to Jeremy earlier, any of those top five we come up with probably could have been number one in someone else's book. And then again, you may have your own and that's cool too, but you, we hope you like ours. Jeremy, Tell Melanie to get her fucking shoes and get out. We got a podcast to do. I think you got a couple books to plug, and we need to get this thing on the road. That's right, by God. Well, everybody, we we do this show uh, every week, or almost every week, except when I get my head really far up my ass. And uh, one of the reasons we are here is because Bobby is a hell of a storyteller, and he's written these stories down, so you can check them out. You can get his first book, Pin Me, Pay Me, by going to tinyurl.com slash blazebook1. You can get a second book, I Kicked Out on Two, The Education of a Wrestler, by going to tinyurl.com slash blazebook2. doesn't cost you anything extra. You just get in, get your book, get out. And if you haven't bought it yet, there's something wrong with you. I don't know what's going on over there, but buy a damn book already. We say this every week, and I I don't know what's wrong with you. Maybe Melanie's shoes are taking up too much space in your closet. Well, throw her and her goddamn (laughs) shoes out, and now you got room for books. There you go. That's exactly right. Oh, man. Uh, you got any shout-outs or anything for this oh, week, Oh, you know what? Uh, here's going to be a rare one, Bobby. Um, okay. I want to give a big-ass shout-out to uh, Vince and Linda McMahon for creating WrestleMania. Um, there you go. Nice. Damn. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm jumping all the way in, man. I'm living life to its fullest these days. Uh, you know, Here's the thing. I'm very critical of the WWE and their product and the things they've done to pro fucking wrestling, the sport of which I love. But you got to give the devil their due sometimes, man. If there weren't WrestleMania, wrestling would have never gone mainstream and, you know, we wouldn't have Slim Jim commercials and shit like that. (laughs) So I want to, I doff, is it doffing? You tip your cap. I tip my cap to the McMahons and what they've done in professional wrestling without regard for what they've done to professional wrestling. Well said. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Right on, man. I can't believe it, but I do. Yeah, I know. Um, man, I can't top that. I just, uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. That's a pretty good shout out right there. I've just got one here. Um, <clears throat> it's tied into WrestleMania. I'm going to give a, uh, a friend of mine from up in West Virginia. Uh, he's originally Pennsylvania, Joe Fralick. Up there at 84 Lumber, give you a little cheap plug air for your business there, Joe. No reason I'm giving a plug, um, and I'm not trying to put her down on the show by giving Joe a plug. He had a brother named Bill, and he was in WrestleMania too when they done the um, uh, all the uh, NFL and WWF wrestlers. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. give Joe. Uh, uh, Bill recently passed away. Um, he like again, he played the NFL uh, WrestleMania two, and he took place. One of them was in New York, one was in Chicago, and one was in L.A. And the one that was in Chicago had a twenty man battle royal. And uh, Big Bill, I think he was playing for Atlanta Falcons, and I could be wrong. I think it's Falcons. And um, anyway, uh, when I met Joe a few years back, and he was telling me that story, and that's a connection we had. I know he recently passed away, but I wanted uh, personally give my condolences to Joe, which I've done, and now I'm doing it publicly. But um, give him a shout out because he got a good group of guys up there in West Virginia listen to our podcast and um hey i'll be in west virginia april 13th by the way in madison west virginia for all-star wrestling i'll give that a quick plug and um i know jim Cornette will be the rock and roll express 
Rip Rogers will be inducting Jim Cornette and the Rock and Roll Express into the AW or ASW Hall of Fame. And I'm drawing, oh, Tracy Smothers, Bobby Fulton. There's a whole bunch of people going to be there. And we hope to see you there too, man. And uh, Jeremy, one day we'll get your butt over here and you're going to come to it. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's it's April 13th. It's, it's a hard sell to get me into the South a lot of times, though. I had to <laughs> it's go a hard sell to get me out of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to go to Mississippi when my grandfather died, and I had about enough of it in an hour and a half. But, you know, yeah. shit happens. Anyways, Bobby, yeah. so we anyway, are here yes. talking WrestleMania today. Yes. Um, I hope well, you let's, like those shout-outs. Yeah. Man. Well, let's, you know, let's yeah. dive right in. Let's talk about WrestleMania. Yeah. Our, our number 10 spot is yeah. going to be WrestleMania yes. in general, WrestleMania number one. What do you remember about yeah. WrestleMania? Man, I tell you what I remember was all the, just the, the obvious, all the publicity around it. You know, I was actually in Baltimore at the early part of 1985, and uh, I was going. I came home on March the 15th, and I won't forget that because that's my brother's birthday. And I just remember the entire buildup of that. And I know I knew it was going to be at the end of the month, and then of course checking your notes, you're like, yeah, it was March 31st of 1985. But I was like, what I remember about it was just that whole. It, it hit mainstream because I was a I miss I was a wrestler fan obviously and mm-hmm. of course at this point we're still thinking professional wrestling um or at least i was it seemed like even though uh you know they brought in mr t but he i was a mr t fan from the the rocky three movie yep. and uh the a team and those type things so you're like you know this guy probably is athletic and um looks like he's tough you know you don't want to fucking fight the guy so yeah i could bring him in and be realistic um and then of course you know him and hogan with all the publicity stuff they did uh the, the heat that piper was getting and all the stuff he was doing um i remember the uh, the celebrities i had ali there as a referee uh, Billy Martin from the Yankees was a timekeeper. No, he was a ring announcer. Liberace was a timekeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, did it have the Rockettes there? I think Liberace um, got up and danced with the Rockettes, maybe. I don't may, uh, the, Yeah. They, is that something else? Was that WrestleMania 1 or was that a later one? But, yeah, you're been later. Yeah. But anyway, and then Cindy Lauper, of course, they had a rock and wrestling connection with Cindy Lauper and uh, Wendy Rector. Uh, uh, they had that whole deal going on. So, yeah, uh, just a whole bunch of good memories, man. And I, I don't know. Did you watch it when it came out on pay-per-view or not? I did not. Actually, I, the first WrestleMania uh, I saw was number three. Myself as well. That yeah. was the first one I saw was number three. Well, and you got to uh, remember, number three was the first one to really be on pay-per-view. Before that, it was closed circuit and things like that. Yes, yes, yes. And you know what? If I'm not mistaken, I know in Baltimore, uh, you could, I'm sure you get it somewhere there, but I had left, like I said, on round of 15. I don't know that we could have got it in this area or not. If the Huntington Civic Center or Charleston did, I'm not sure if someone in this area did, but I'm with you. I didn't see, I didn't see it live, of course. Of course, I did later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but we all knew uh, that's when it was mainstream. It really hit mainstream because you knew. I, I don't even know if there's a next day or a couple of days later. You, I don't even think you had to wait for the magazines to come out to know what the results were. I now mean, you know, people were talking things. about it. It was like the exactly. Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes. And that's what this is, a Super Bowl of wrestling, right? The WrestleMania, that's basically what it is. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they had it in Madison Square Garden. And like I said, a pay-per-view, there's millions. Of, uh, well, I think I like cl- they drew close to 20,000 there, and they had millions on pay-per-view, I guess you could say. I would imagine at that time, was that worldwide or just throughout the U.S. closed circuit? Uh, I think it was just the U.S. I, okay. would, I would have to go double check, but I think yeah. I think it was just the U.S. 
Yeah, well, like you said, you already thanked the McMahons to put them over at the beginning, but I guess Vince, what, put all his money into this oh, deal? Yeah. He took a big gamble. Uh, he yeah. literally took all the cash he had on hand to make this happen. And well, He uh, did it. Yeah. Look, I mean, you know, I, I shit on them quite a bit, but I, I got to give them credit, man. This was a thing. This was like yeah. a big deal. They They had a product. They believed in it. They gambled on themselves, and they won. Yep, you're right, yeah. man. You're right. And, of course, everyone knows, if you don't by now, I don't guess they've been living underneath of a fucking rock or whatever. But as I mentioned, it was Hogan and Mr. T, and they did win the main event over Orndorff and Piper. Yep. And so um, that was a big thing, man. And uh, with that said, we're going to jump in. Do you have any more things to say about number one? And I know you guys out there in podcast land, man, hit us up. Let us know about it. You know, if you like our list, that's cool. Let us know what's on your list. I, I like hearing... Big, as you and I was talking off the air a little bit, just for a brief moment, we talked about just being professional wrestling fans and that, that we, you could be talking to your brother and he rattled off 30 different things. Mm-hmm. I talked to my friend who said he don't watch it that much and he rattled off two or three different things. Hey, but how about this? And I'm like, yeah, I've already got them, you know. But it's one of those things where people just – they're you can mention anyone about WrestleMania, and I guarantee you can come up with 100 different top 10 lists, 100 different ways. That's right. Know? So, but let's go to number nine. How about that? All right. Number nine is the uh, TLC match from WrestleMania 17. Yes. Um, you know, I, I, I say often that, you know, tag team wrestling hasn't been much of anything for 20 years. Uh, but you know what? I, I forget about Edge and Christian and the Hardy, Bro- Hard, Hardy yeah. Brothers, man. I, yeah. I do. I forget about them. And this is a holy shit match. I mean, that's that's yeah. your note on it right there. So uh, Yeah, it came from text. He said he was legitimately screaming holy shit over and over on that one there. Yeah. Um, the thing about that one, I remember watching it. Um, I, I did watch that one. That, and that's a lot of these on here, most of them I did see. That's why they're on here. And I think, obviously, you know, you and text did as well. We kind of put it together. But the thing about this one here um I watched it because my brother was going up with his family. They were going to the Raw the next night. So I had actually ordered a pay-per-view because one of my uncles was in town. Mm-hmm. And so uh just just so happened that I got to see this match, you know, because I was watching the, you know, WrestleMania. And I popped huge, man. I like, holy shit, myself. You know, it's one of those moments uh, when you see something, you just know, like, that's good stuff. You know, you, you there's no disputing it. And, yeah, I guess so, people uh, – probably don't realize what a good tag team the Hardy brothers are and um, Edge and Christian, man. You know, I wrestled both of those guys when they was first breaking in. I wrestled for them up at Cleveland All Pro Wrestling. And you knew then they had something special about them. They just had, they just had a few matches, but they were pretty uh, pretty savvy about what was going on. Uh, they had a young guy, Johnny Swinger, was breaking in with them. Ended up working with him in WCW uh, a few years later. But Edge and Christian had that little um, something about them, man. Um I don't even know if they had 10 or 15 matches, but yeah. but you knew they had something special about them. Um, timing, uh, uh, respect. Um, you knew that they were going to do something. I think Christian was Sexton Hardcastle, maybe. Uh, or maybe that's Edge. <laughs> I mean, that's one of their names. Is, uh, you know, that's when he was doing a Sexton Hardcastle thing. Anyway, it's good to wasn't well, a WrestleMania moment for them in Cleveland that night, but I'm sure it wasn't a WrestleMania 17 moment for me unless them two, uh, you know, when, uh, when Edge is spearing Jeff Hardy, uh, you know, I guess I was glad to be home in comfort of my own living room, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. Well, I don't want that damn spear. Well, we, we know you took one of the hardest spears on the planet. 
Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, Edge's Edge's spear. I mean, that one looks amazing. But a lot of times, when you watch the spear, it looks like he gently caresses them from the air to the ground. And I'm just yeah, like, yeah, come yeah. on, dude. And then you go watch the one you took. You got yeah. hit by a fucking truck that night. <laughs> yeah, big bully Mack truck just come right through me, man. Yeah. So yeah, knocked me right into number fucking eight. Yep. <laughs> which is WrestleMania 30 as a whole show, man. And I guess the reason I like that one is because it was 30. It's a, you know, that's a special anniversary, I think, in anything. Uh, not that 10 or 15 or 25 or whatever, but WrestleMania, you know, you 30 years of that, man. And I actually ordered it. I was telling you a little bit off the air there. I ordered it and I guess it kind of, to me, it kind of bridged the gap between all of them, one and 30, because I had missed a couple. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit people. And, and you know our deal. We don't do that anyway. No. Uh, but that was in New Orleans. I knew my friend was coming over. My, 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 uh, Son was here and my youngest one, a couple of his friends uh, that went to school. So I didn't have like a big full house full of people, but I had about 10 people here, you know, and it, it was a really, really good time. And there's a couple moments we're going to talk about throughout this show. But, uh, you know, that one there, i tell you what I popped on. Uh, of course, it's in New Orleans. I like that. Uh, but I liked when um, Hulk Hogan was in a ring, Stone Cold was in a ring. And The Rock was in a ring. And they didn't do anything but talk, man. But I thought, man, there's three of the most over guys yeah. in the business ever. The, and, the three uh, biggest and, stars ever produced from wrestling. Right yes, there. Yeah. Right there. And that's what I popped for, man. I, I love that. That's And, um, of course, I wrote this little note here. Cesario slammed a big show. Um, that's foreshadowing there for people mm-hmm. out there in podcast land. But, uh, of course, Daniel Bryant was the uh, yes Yes, yes, you know, the whole deal there with Triple H. And uh, uh, I really liked that because I liked Dan O'Brien because he, I saw him once a Memphis, uh, I guess a Memphis pro when he went back and had to train with uh, Memphis. He was working with uh, Steve Regal, mm-hmm. uh, some good matches. I knew he had been um, working. Uh, I think Dean uh, Malenko was one of his producers at one time, so I kind of knew that because uh, he originally wanted to go to Dean's school, to Malenko's school in Florida, um, but I guess he went to uh, uh, Shawn Michaels' school in San Antonio. And he's a tremendous performer, though, man, and they, they pulled off a hell of a good match because you got this – you say small, but he's actually a pretty big guy going against, you know, Triple H is huge. Yeah. You know, friggin' monster. And they put it together just right. And it's just, you know, it's just one of those things, a good memory to have, man, if you're sitting there watching, you know, enjoying professional wrestling, man. Um, you know, I, 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 it is what it is. <laughs> you got to keep it separate, but you don't, you know? Oh, absolutely. So, well, look, uh, I mean, those guys are all, I mean, just raw talent that you're, you know, Daniel Bryan or whatever name he's wrestling under. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. He is a wrestler's wrestler. He he is all fucking go. You know, yep. he really is. And he's one of those guys, like, I mean, he's better on a mic than Malenko was. Oh, but yeah. He's, but he's one of those guys like Malenko where you, it's just fucking poetry in the ring. Yeah. Just go get him, yeah. you know. Yeah. Speaking of going and get them, you know what you can do is go to the YouTube channel. You can find some Daniel Bryant type or Brian Daniel type matches on there at our YouTube channel. Uh you may not find his, but you'll find our top tens. And that YouTube channel is tinyurl.com backslash BBBB video. And we've got a video, Jeremy, that has hit 110,000 views. 110,000. 
That's the a legitimate, lot. The most, the most legitimate badass guys in professional wrestling. Number eight was Paul Orndorff, and that video has 110,000 views, man. We just had 3,200 subscribers, so tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your loved ones, tell all your wrestling buddies and junkies, hey, go to the Bobby Blaze, Jeremy Vilmer, Tex, you know, GP'd out there, Tex, uh, go to your – Page is tinyurl.com backslash bb bb video and you'll get some good videos. I think we're going through the uh, Valentine's Day right now, the way it looks like Texas counting it down. And so there's some love letters on there with Jeremy and myself talking about some of the lovely ladies of professional wrestling, which we'll be talking about here in just a little bit. Mm -hmm. But anyway, there's your cheap plug for the YouTube channel, Jeremy. So uh, unless you have anything else to say about that, let's move on to number seven. Number seven, Ronda Rousey. And this year... Uh, yeah, was Angle, it was Rousey, Angle, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H, right? Yes. What yeah. a pop she got, man. What a pop she got. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, Ronda Rousey is one of those. I mean, she's like uh, Kurt Angle or, um, you know, uh, Brock Lesnar. I mean, she's like a legit badass that lends a lot of, her presence lends a lot of credibility to yes. pro wrestling. Um, Absolutely. Not to mention she's smoking fucking hot too. You know? I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. You know I liked her in was uh, Entourage. Did you see her in Entourage? I can't stand <laughs> that fucking show. I, I oh god. <laughs> well, just the movie. In the movie, is, she had a couple of clips in the movie. Just you white. Have, that yeah. is that show is just white people at their worst. That all. That's all that is. Oh, I know, I know, yeah. I know. But uh, you know, she 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 told Turtle a couple of things that I like that. That is because she looked smoking hot. What I was getting yeah. at. They made her look. But I guess she's running her mouth and and trying to expose the business. And I'm like. Uh, what are you, people are getting upset because she said all these tweets, I guess, about wrestling's this and wrestling's that, and it's it's scripted or whatever. And people are getting mad at her. I'm like, are you you? This is a work. You people realize yeah. she's not doing this without someone up above saying, yes, you can do this. You yeah. know? And uh, um, people are getting hot at her, and I'm like, which I understand. You you should, to me, I don't like the business to be exposed to because I, I like that suspended belief, man. I want to believe it, oh, you yeah. know. So, uh, but but I'm not gonna get hot at her when I know she's just working up for an well, angle. That's, that's so twice <laughs> twice this week I had two people, and look, I, I I I I'm not a wrestler. I never worked in the business. I'm just a fucking loudmouth with a good microphone and a sexy ass <laughs> voice. But well, damn, yeah, but, but here. yeah, well, you know, but a, but a woman I work with asked me this week, and she used the F word, which I'm not going to use, but she asked me, has wrestling always been, we'll say scripted instead of the F word? Okay, yeah. And, and I said, well, you know, I mean, it, it gets real, it gets real from time to time, and you know, before 1948, yeah, a lot of the matches were legit catch matches. But these guys got to get up and go to work every day. You know, you can't beat the shit out of somebody and throw them back on the street. You know, there's a reason MMA fighters only fight once every three or four months, you know? And then yesterday I was talking to a kid at the bar who's one of the cooks there and he was asking me about something and I told him, I said, look, here's the thing. I go, there is shit you saw that you thought was scripted that was real. And there's shit you saw that you thought was real that was scripted. It's all a fucking work. You just don't know exactly. what angle you're being worked from, you know. Shit, there's shit we do on this show that seems fucking <laughs> spur of the moment bullshit that you and I planned out a week ahead. So, you know. 
Oh, yeah. It's all a fucking work. Hey, I'm calling this on a fly, man. Quit exposing me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, you know, well, no, that's, you that's know, kind that's of the thing, good. like that's I said. Good. it's Well, it's, it, it's that thing. Like, look, I'm not in the business. I don't fucking know. But, you know, like I said to a guy yesterday, look, one of my best friends, you know, Bobby, it, fucking legit as fuck. And I can tell you, the more I've gotten to know him, the more I went, I think that Bret Hart shit was a work. I think we got <laughs> fucked with I don't know, man. I know, I know. That wasn't I think you. It's all work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't you. I, that was me going. Yeah. Fuck. We're, we were getting warped when we thought we were seeing the real shit too. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So you know, we're talking about Rousey here, and she's yes. smoking hot, which yes. that's going to tie into number six. But yeah, last year's match, man. Her and Kurt Angle and Stephanie did a great fucking job and with Triple H, and, and I, I really enjoyed that match. I watched it. it was, she got over the whole match. Got over. It was a good finish, you know, and all that. It was to me was just awesome. Speak. Of which, which is going to take us to number six, which is WrestleMania 35 that's coming next Sunday, April 7th. And with that said, the main event this year, you're going to have Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Ronda Rousey. The first time ever the women have main evented WrestleMania. Yeah. I think that's pretty damn impressive, man. It, for one year, uh, you know, that goes to sell you. And again, we're not sitting here. I'm not swinging off Vince's nuts or anything or getting paid to kiss his ass club. I'm just saying, man, uh, they've done what's re- best for business, as, as Triple H likes to say. Uh, they, they took a, a mainstream star that had a legitimate background, you know, in the UFC, uh, a former Olympian, legitimate athlete, like you said, badass, mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey. Um, she got the main event of this year's. They they built that up, and it just goes to show you something. Like you say, you don't know what's being scripted and what's being worked. And this Becky Lynch, when I I saw her just, I don't even know, maybe six or eight months ago, I was flipping through whatever, uh, and I was like, I didn't I didn't get it. I don't see anything there. And here in the last couple of weeks. Everything I've seen, I'm like, holy shit, man. I guess, you know, there was a reason the way they, you know, build and develop, and you got to break your own character. She broke out, man. And of course, Charlotte, she's, you know, what are you going to say? That's Flair's, you know, daughter. And, and I'm, I don't, I'm saying that because on ESPN, I saw her tweet and I was like, what the fuck is this? On ESPN, they gave all the accolades that, uh, Becky Lynch had Ronda Rousey, all the stuff she had done, and it come to Charlotte Flair. They didn't mention seven time, soon to be eight time, or whatever world champion. D- didn't say they said Ric Flair's daughter, and she wrote ESPN. She called him out. She sent him a tweet and wrote him a letter, and it was pretty classy because at the end she signed it and put or you know Ric Flair's daughter, and I thought that's pretty good. But yeah, those are getting once again ESPN, all these news outlets. The whole thing, man. WrestleMania. That's that. This is my Super Bowl because, as I told you before, uh, and it's to be the first one we've done together that we've done a podcast mm-hmm. that we're putting over the the show. You know, I once a year. This is this is my WrestleMania. This is yep. what I do for wrestling. I'll do the uh, I'll do the Hall of Fame. And I think if you go back and listen to our tag teams, we had Harlem Heat and honorable mentions. They're in the Hall of Fame now, and we had Jeremy's team, the Hart Foundation. And they got inducted. So, hey, they're going to get inducted this coming Friday night. I'll watch that. So we had a hell of a good tag team list, if I must say so myself. Um, then I'll watch TakeOver on Saturday. Those 
fucking people in those takeover shows. They tear the house down, Jeremy. Yeah. And then, of course, on Sunday, I'll watch Mania. And uh, somewhere in between there, we'll get a podcast recorded, hopefully, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of what I do. And I, I may watch the Raw on Monday. I don't know. I may tune in later again this year. I don't know. But this is something I kind of do. It just kind of keeps me grounded uh, that I'm still a fan. And and, and people ask me, like, they say, uh, people use the term mark, or I'm a smart mark. Or, you know what? I'm a fan, man. Yeah. And you could be a mark for anything. You know, you really can. But you know what? It's okay to be a fan. And if you want to consider yourself a mark or you want to say, oh, no, I'm a smart mark. Or you want to say, well, you know what? You was in a business. You kind of know what's going on, whatever. That's fine. But you know what? I'm a fan. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying I'm going to enjoy every fucking match, you know. But you know what? I'll enjoy that these athletes, these people that have trained in, in, in professional wrestling and they're getting ready to be on the biggest stage in the world. And now we know it's worldwide on these pay-per-view or, you know, get the network or what have you. Man, these people have paid and sacrificed their bodies, their families, uh, gym time, travel time, mm-hmm. and everything else to be on this platform. I'm all for that, man. Yeah. So I, I hope everyone tears the house down in their matches. But you know what? If they don't, I'll know they fucking tried their damnedest. Yep. That's so. for a fact. And I I would just like to point out, I would watch Becky Lynch bake a cake. So, you know. <laughs> Damn. Well, I'm, I'm not saying I got a thing for redheads, but Becky, call okay. me. Call me. Okay. Yeah. Do a shot of whiskey with Jeremy, Becky. Yeah. I think I think that would be <laughs> a good Irish use whiskey. of her time. Yeah. yeah I will okay. buy you all the Jameson and Guinness you need. That's all. Uh, you- there you go, yeah. man. And you know what? You can get free shipping if you use Amazon Prime, Jeremy. That's right. My God. <laughs> How's that for a segue? That was nice. I like that. Yeah. That was smooth. Right on, man. Hey, listen, folks out there. I like my Amazon Prime, okay? If you go to tinyurl.com backslash BB, try Prime, you can get it for 30 days free, a 30-day trial. The show gets a little bit of kickback. That's good for Jeremy. It helps us out a little bit. It goes both both ways around here. So go to tinyurl.com backslash BB try prime. They got a streaming service. I watched some of it. I've, I've watched, I've said it before that, uh, the amazing Madam Miss Mazelle. Mm-hmm. I like that. There's some other stuff. But one of the things I like about having prime is the free shipping. I read a lot of books and, um, I get free shipping on those books. I like that. And it, there's a lot of things that you get free shipping on. Anyway, Jeremy, tell them about Amazon prime and I'll shut the fuck up. And well, then we'll recap in through six, you know, just, <laughs> just real quick. One of the things I like about Amazon prime was years ago, uh, my ex and I had discovered the show called, Oh, well, that's the first time I've said that on the, sh- on the air. Um, Corner Gas, a amazing Canadian sitcom, is now available. Every season of it, plus the movie they did, available on Amazon Prime. That alone is worth it. It is one of the funniest, wittiest shows you will ever see. Uh, my my ex-wife and I actually have gone to dinner with uh, one of the stars of the show and his wife. Lovely oh, cool. people, yeah. Um, you know, you know, you know me, Bobby. I love the Canadian people. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but you but, browbeat them one day, and I well, had to fucking apologize to the whole country. I know. I, but, I still have to send off another letter, but you get great <laughs> streaming shows and movies and, and originals and everything yes. on Amazon. You get the free shipping. 
This gives you 30 days free to try it out. If you haven't tried it, I highly recommend it. I practically live on Amazon TV. Uh, what's that? The Amazing or the Marvelous Miss Meisel? Marvelous, yes. Yes. I said amazing. It's marvelous. Fantastic My bad. show. Their yeah, Lenny Bruce is. is the guy who plays Lenny Bruce on there is so dead on that I can't tell that's not Lenny Bruce. And he's one of my all time favorites. There you um, go. Yeah, and and the and the lady who stars on the show is gorgeous, so it's worth yes. watching just for that. Yes, yeah. it is. It's a hell of a good show. Yeah. But um, all righty then, man. Let's go. Let's review these top ten with just our WrestleMania we've done. I'm gonna give you ten through six. Then we'll get into our top five and get down to the nitty gritty of our special WrestleMania special. What do you call it? Special WrestleMania moments or what have you? Brought to you by Jeremy and Bobby and the Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze podcast. Number ten was just generally WrestleMania one and overall WrestleMania. Uh, number nine was the tables, ladders, and chair match at WrestleMania 17. WrestleMania 30 took over the number eight spot. Uh, that led us into number seven and six, and that was mostly Ronda Rousey, Kurt Angle, and Triple H uh, from last year's, uh, and Stephanie from last year's WrestleMania. And that takes us to number six, which is this year's WrestleMania taking place next Sunday. Becky, I want you to call Jeremy. Y'all have mm-hmm. a shot together. Ronda Rousey, she's in a main event, along with Charlotte Flair, and that should be a hell of a main event this year, the women headlining. Yep. Next uh, Sunday, April the 7th. And with that said, Jeremy, how about leading us down a pathway to number five as we break into our top five? And people, let me say it, these could be interchangeable. Well, I was, I was so, going to lead into this one. I was going to say, yesterday, right yesterday right I'm ahead. standing in a Target with my brother, and I'd say, hey, we're recording our top WrestleMania moments. He goes, well, you know, Heartbreak <laughs> Kid versus The Undertaker has got to be number one. I, I didn't have the heart to tell him, Bobby, but it only came in at number five. Shawn <laughs> Michaels versus The Undertaker. Yes, WrestleMania 26. It was a hell of a good match. Uh, Undertaker went on to become the winner and stay at 18-0, and 0, or move up to 18-0, and 0, I should say, with that victory. But, man, what a fucking phenomenal match that was. Uh, I think Undertaker flew that match, man. Did he do the big dive over the, the top I'm rope? I'm pretty sure he uh, did, yeah. I think. Michaels did one. I think The Undertaker did one. I mean, you got a guy 6'10", 320 pounds, diving over the fucking top rope on someone. You got Shawn Michaels, you know, doing what Shawn Michaels does. And I guess that really ought to lead us to number four, don't you think? Well, we might as well go to uh, number four. Yeah, um, tie it all together, man, because Shawn yeah. Michaels in that spot, too, and there's a reason for that. Yeah, uh, so this is Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair, the I Love yes. You Super Kick. Yes, I'm sorry I love you. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he gave me that super kick. I watched WrestleMania 24. I did see that one because I am a Flair fan, as you Mm know. Uh, But I watched it again. I always throw these in there. My brother was in town at that time, and my uncle was in town. And, you know, our kids were all younger and stuff. But we we watched it because – you know, we was we were together. We were all wrestling fans growing up. My uncle's uh, actually right around my age, believe it or not. So he's it's it's, it's a crazy situation. But anyway, uh, three guys. You know, we 
watching WrestleMania, you know, with their kids. It's, it's a big deal, so I remember that one. Plus, we was all Flair fans, you know. And uh, Shawn Michaels, here he is, back-to-back. The only one I think on here, I could be wrong, we'll see, that got two spots taken up, and that's why he's called the Showstopper or the Showstopper or whatever, because um, he's had these shining moments throughout the years in yeah. all these WrestleManias. I mean, there's I know people out there going to say, oh, what about this, what about that? Yeah, he's had all kinds of different matches. We just picked a couple, folks. We just picked a couple. And, um, you know, that I think I got a tear in my eye when, you know, he went to say, I'm sorry and I love you to Ric Flair. And he gave him that super kick. That 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 was that's pretty emotional stuff, man. That, yeah. that just shows I don't I'm not ashamed to be a fan or even a mark. If you want to call me that, like I said earlier, I don't care. That was a moment. That's a WrestleMania moment to me. It meant yeah. something. I'm like, oh, man, you know, ah, it just gets you. Get you, man. No, that was that was storytelling at its finest. That moment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It really and was. And we something... talk about. Go ahead. That's what, that's what we talk about. Pro wrestling, Jeremy, is yep. storytelling. Exactly. We don't need the fucking scripts. No one had to tell Shawn Michaels to say that. It came from the heart. Yep. You well, know? that that was the thing. It it carried real emotion. You know what? Yes. We, we all felt it. We yes. knew what Thank was happening. You. We all felt. You know, God, Ric Flair, I'm sorry, and we love yes. you. Yes. And we yep, all felt exactly. it. Yeah. Nailed it. It yes. was like it was like the end of old Yeller, but Ric Flair <laughs> instead of a dog. Yeah. Except right here cry at that fucking old yeller. <laughs> I'm just too cold hearted. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a good line. It really is. No, that that match actually it was you know, I then I Shawn Michaels is another one of those guys, man. I give him a lot of shit. But when he was on, baby, he was on. Oh yeah, yeah. He, there, I don't know that anybody was more watchable than him when he was hitting his moments. You know, I agree. Um, I agree. You know, and Ric Flair. You know, Ric Flair's Ric fucking Flair. There's, <laughs> I mean, what are, what are you gonna say? I mean, this guy, this guy fucking creates children who are better wrestlers than other people. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, man. Let's move on to number three there, man. And this one we both talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. This was the first WrestleMania that you said you saw, the first WrestleMania I saw. And this was just the, wow, WrestleMania three, man. And for me, this one was the whole deal right here. This could have been my number one. It's obviously not. But it was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat against Randy the Macho Man Savage, man. That WrestleMania, that you have to include that. That yeah. match was one of the. And you can go back on YouTube and find some different stories. You can go to different articles, uh, how they would pass each other in airport. They knew where spots was going to be at. Those guys put on a fucking wrestling clinic, man. Those Randy two, Savage and Ricky Steamboat. Those wow. two right there were probably two of the greatest professionals. And I mean professional with a capital P in any industry. They fucking lived, breathed, and sweated and bled this match for months ahead of time. I mean, from the the ring bell to the forehead to this. Um, I have heard people say that this was the first modern pro wrestling match in history. Oh, really? Yes, I've heard heard three different people say that this match is the one that, that constructed what pro wrestling would be like after. You know, I, I know, you know, I'm a big movie guy, right? And there's two ways to look at film. And one of the ones is my favorite is to say there's movies before Star Wars and there's movies after Star Wars. You can say this about this match with pro wrestling. 
Everything cool. after this match follows this match. This is the quintessential modern pro wrestling match in history. Awesome. Yeah. I agree with you, man. I agree with you, man. And you know, one thing about this too, uh, the, the, the build-up, man, you know, had that mm-hmm. build-up. They tore the house down. Mm-hmm. And the thing about, well, I think we talked about this before, too. You, you, R- Ricky Steamboat, to my knowledge, never worked as a heel. He, he always remained a baby face throughout his entire career. And there you've got the baby face. And then Savage was just a heel. So you had that, the, the, everything for that match was set up so perfect. And that's the way it should be for professional wrestling. You had your heel. You, you had your your, your baby face, and they go out there and they tear the fucking house down from bell to bell. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't know that uh, there's anything more we could actually say about this match other than if you haven't seen it, <laughs> find it, go watch it. Yeah. You have to, people. Uh, I imagine everyone that listens to our podcast, I'm sure they're out there. They probably have seen this match at some time or another in their life. Um, real quickly, I'm gonna give a plug before we go to number two. Mm-hmm. We're on Twitter. Go to Twitter. I'm at BobbyBlaze744. You can find Jeremy at the Geekish Cast, or you can go to the joint account, which we're approaching about 2,000 fans on there. Uh, please feel to interact with the hashtag BBBB. But that is uh, Bell to Bell Blaze. It's at Bell to Bell Blaze on Twitter. Um, we're, we're starting to grow that page a little bit more. We're growing our YouTube channel. Things are happening, man. So if you're listening to the show and you want to supply some feedback, uh, you know, we got techs on board with us now. We appreciate that very much. Uh, just help the show out by doing little things. Uh, more than anything, you know, retweet for us, spread the word for us. Jeremy, I know there's a YouTube page out there. Yeah. Or excuse me, uh, uh, shit. Uh, God damn it. Facebook page. Sorry about that, folks. That, 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 no, that's off the cuff and I'm not even drinking yet. But anyway, not yet. yeah, there's, there's a, yeah, not yet. There's a, uh, Facebook page out there. I'm not on there, but Jeremy has it going on and some other people have been involved in that and we appreciate that very much. Um, and that's going to take us down. We only got two moments left. We've got just a little bit of time left because we like to do our podcast under an hour. So we got a 60 minute time limit or less. And we're approaching about 40 minutes, Jeremy. So let's just take a couple of moments to talk about number two and ultimately number one. All right. Well, number two, and, you know, I know it had happened before, but for the history books, this was the only time it ever happened. Right. Hulk Hogan slams Andre the Giant at WrestleMania three. Yes. And holy shit, was that something to see? I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's a rule, Bobby, and you can you can tell me where I'm wrong, but you never take a big man off his feet, right? Right. Yeah. Well, who's bigger than fucking Andre, baby? Right. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> and no one was going to do it unless Andre agreed to it, yep. and that was the whole thing, man. I guess you know you hear the stories now because this happened. You know, WrestleMania three is a long, long time ago, but the years. stories are out there. Okay, thirty-two years ago, and you got Andre the Giant. If he didn't want to move, you're not moving the nope. big man. And you know, I guess Hogan's told the story numerous times on these shows, and hey, he didn't know, you know, he didn't know what Andre is going to do until a couple minutes before the show. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, being a businessman that he is, and being the professional that he was, you know, he just basically told Hogan, "Go, you know, it'll be all right," you know. And uh, he went out there and took that big slam. And like Jeremy said, folks, we're not here to bust any bubbles or expose anything because everyone that's probably listening to this show right now, myself included, I, I know, 
you know, Andre had been slammed many times. Harley Race, there's pictures and, and, and videos of him slamming him and other people slamming him and all that. And, and this is one thing I don't like about, and I'm not going to go on a shit rant about WWE. <laughs> I'm just saying, as you said, though, for history purposes, this slam here was the one where Hogan slams Andre, a, a passing of the torch, if you will. Yep. So in history books, well, you know, we're going to say, okay, this is the first time ever that Andre John has been slammed. And that's fine if you if you know your real wrestling history. That's fine. You know, but don't let your little ones grow up and not realize Andre had been slammed before. I could get that dig in there. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was a hell of a moment. I, that was at the Silver Dome. I think they've went back. They were saying I think ninety three thousand people back in the day. I think they've uh, changed that a little bit. I, and I don't think as much. I think it's like eighty seven thousand or something. I mean that's you're, still, you're, that's still Shit exactly. ton of people, yeah. Shit ton of people. That's why I was going to say I don't care if it's eighty five or eighty seven. And if you say ninety three, eh, you, you you can do a look out there and say, yeah, there's a hundred thousand out there. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the that Silver Dome, man. I guess it just fucking exploded, man, when Hogan slammed yeah. Andre. And again, it was really the passing of the torch. There's a lot of sentimental stuff to it, just like we was talking about Flair there. Mm-hmm. It was that whole passing of the torch. To, to the, uh, I guess, modern era of professional wrestling as to where and what direction professional wrestling was to take from that moment on. Well, yeah, um, it's it cemented Hogan as the star of pro wrestling. Yes. You know, yes. And, and all these years later, it's easy to look back and shit talk Hogan. What You know, fuck you, he's the biggest star ever. You know, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's just, you know, I shit on him all the time, but you know, when, when the brass tacks come down to it, Hogan yeah. was the biggest star professional wrestling oh. has ever created. Yes. Um, one of my favorite stories, and this may be apocryphal, I don't even know, but they were worried that Andre wouldn't do the job. Right. So they made a world title that would fit him, just in case. <laughs> oh, man. That's because cool. when you got a man that weighs 500 pounds, and he's as big and fucking ornery as Andre is, you, uh, you know, if he decides not to you- go along with it, you're stuck. You accommodate them. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, so, yeah. it's like they say, what do you do when a 200 pound dog starts humping your leg? You let him finish. <laughs> let him finish. That's yeah. right, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, we're going to flash back to the WrestleMania 30 here for number one. And I think if people listening, if they haven't figured it out by now on our list, the biggest fucking surprise or craziest moment. Biggest upset in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, no, it wasn't me beating uh, Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, it wasn't uh, one, two, three key kid beating uh, uh, Hall. Yeah. It was uh, Brock Lesnar beating the fucking Undertaker to break the streak, man. Undertaker was 21 and 0. And if I could have went to a bookie and betted money, I would have betted that the fucking Undertaker was going over, man. And I'm sitting here and I was telling my friend, yeah, we know who's going to win this one. The kids was, you know, they was excited about it, you know. And when that happened, it just goes, I don't know the guy's name, but it goes to that one shirt. He become a, a, a meme or whatever. The one guy's face, man, uh, just his, his expression. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, uh, that, that chinless just, open mouth guy? Yeah, yeah, that look, man. I think that was that represented everyone that was watching at that moment when fucking Brock beat The Undertaker, man, to break the streak. To me, and again, we know these top five could have easily been interchangeable. Uh, it could have been a 
Savage, BK, you know, over under, with the Undertaker. It could have been him and Flair. <clears throat> it could have been Steamboat Savage. It could have been Hogan getting uh, slamming Andre. We went with this one here. Man, that was the most shocking thing ever. 21 and 0, and Brock Lesnar beat the Undertaker. I was blown away. Uh, that was, yeah, that was daring on their part because you wouldn't figure they'd let the Undertaker take that loss. Right. You know, it wasn't time yet. Look, that guy's going to die in the ring. You know, they're going to, they're going to work him every day they can. (laughs) And that was a thing, you know, for 21 years, 22 years, this guy won every match. I mean, he's Mr. WrestleMania. He won every match that he wrestled at WrestleMania. He is a fixture. I mean, he's like furniture. You know, he's not going anywhere. And then they let Brock go over him. Yeah. Which, you know, here's the thing. Brock Lesnar, I'm pretty sure, could beat the shit out of almost anybody except Kurt Angle. <laughs> you know? I yeah. agree with you. That's yeah. probably pretty true. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I, I wonder sometimes, you know, like how you don't let your ego get away with you <clears throat> when you're in this, when you're in this sport. Um, so, you know, like they could have put Undertaker over him because they had always put him over. But it was something that they didn't. I mean, it really established, yeah, it really established Brock Lesnar as a super badass when they did that. And that's what makes us watch, and that's what makes us fans mm-hmm. of the product, man, uh, and professional wrestling fans, because it is that it is that suspension of belief for that moment. You couldn't believe that Brock Lesnar upset and ruined the streak of The Undertaker. And, man, that... If I'm just going to say I'm going to close out here, I see someone coming across my porch uh, through the window. Yeah, and Uh-oh. I'm just going to say, if you watch WrestleMania next week, enjoy it, people. And if a girl named Melanie comes by your door, don't let her in. Don't let her in. Tell her and her flip-flops to get the fuck out of there. She's got enough fucking pair of shoes, man. i got to get off here and lock my door, Jeremy, before she comes back. uh, You have a good week and enjoy WrestleMania, people. i got to go get this bitch off my porch. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us again. It has been our pleasure to have you, but it's been your pleasure to listen to Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. You can follow the show on Twitter at bell to bell blaze You can also follow Bobby on Twitter at BobbyBlaze744 and Jeremy on Twitter at TheGeekishCast. To purchase one of Bobby's books, you can visit tinyurl.com slash blazebook1 to purchase Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Boots, Will Travel. And you can visit tinyurl.com slash blazebook2 to get I Kicked Out on 2, The Education of a Wrestler. To donate to the show's podcast hosting fees, you can visit gofundme.com slash bell-to-bell podcast hosting fees. Be sure to include a hyphen in every word in bell-to-bell podcast hosting fees. If you follow and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Please leave a five-star review. Be sure to share the show with any wrestling fan you may know and get on the Facebook page where you can keep up with Bell to Bell fans just like you. Again, thanks for listening to the program and look for the show again next time.